to establish among them that they should celebrate yearly the 14th and 15th days of the month of October. As the days on which the Jews had rest from their enemies, as the month which was turned from sorrow to joy, for them and from mourning to a holiday, 
that they should make them days of feasting and joy, of sending presents to one another and gifts to the poor. So the Jews accepted the custom which they had begun, as Mordecai had written to them. Because Haman, the son of Amadatha, the Agagite, the enemy of all the Jews, and plotted against the Jews to annihilate them, and had cast her, that is, the life, to consume them and destroy them. But when Esther came before the king, he commanded by letter that this wicked plot which Haman had devised against the Jews should return on his own head, and that he and his sons shall be hanged on the gallows. So they called these days Purim, after the name Purim. Therefore, because of all the words of this letter, what they had seen concerning this matter, and what had happened to them. The Jews established and imposed it upon themselves and their descendants and all who would join them that without fail they should celebrate these two days every year according to the written instructions and according to the prescribed time. That these days should be remembered and kept throughout every generation, every family, every province, and every city, that these days of Purim should not fail to be observed among the Jews, and that the memory of them should not perish among their descendants.
Lord, Heavenly Father, we have certain petitions uh, that we come asking and we ask, first of all, Heavenly Father, that you would continue to bless this church. We recognize you've been better to us than we've been to ourselves. We recognize, Heavenly Father, that, that you brought us together. If you brought us together as one, we, once again, we thank you for this pastor, Heavenly Father, that you placed here, who has a heart for a seat of time. Heavenly Father, we, we want to learn to love you more and more yes. every day. Yes. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you bless our deacon ministry. Because so many of them are sick and disabled and unable to make it. We pray for Deacon Jay Prince. We pray for Deacon Stewart and all of his family. We pray for Brother Theodore, Deacon Theodore Prince, and all of his family. Heavenly Father, we, we pray for all of our sick and shut in right now. Let them know that love is in our hearts and prayers on our lips for them. Oh, Heavenly Father, we, we ask that you will continue to bless Jerome and Heavenly Father, bless their young son. We know, Heavenly Father, that Jerome has many trials and tribulations. But one thing I know about him, Heavenly Father, is that he knows you. And he knows you in a way that some of us would never know. He knows that even though he has no need, he knows, Heavenly Father, that you are able to give him strength. Walk on.
recognize the newest father. Right? And whatever the newest father raises his hand or stand, I'm going to need one of you all to run this gift. The newest father. Are you the youngest? See, that help me out. Okay, okay.
and all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, believe the deliverance will arise to the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time. You may be seated. The Lord has a blessing to the reading of holy No. No better. No. Better One of my favorite, favorite movies of all time. Remember the Titans. Coach Bill Yost pulls the Titans football team together. They're in the midst of a heated match in the playoffs in the state of Virginia. See the seventies, nineteen and seventy-one. The movie itself was filmed in two thousand. But the team is known as the T.C. William Titans, I believe. We're up against him. We're up against him. some odds. And as it appeared that the team, if it did not change its pattern, would fall in defeat. Coach Bill Yost pulled the defense aside. And he told them one of the greatest lines, I think, in the he looked at his, at his defense and he said, I don't want them to gain another right. You blitz every play. He said, if they gain another yard, I'm taking it out. He said, make them remember the playoff. Not they play. Titans. Alright. I'm getting chills right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I can lose somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about night here, I feel like I can run and hit somebody. <laughs> but what I like about that is that the coach and the team recognize that if we don't do something quick, this thing's gonna go down here. Alright. When you look at this, and you already in your responsibility, you take a look at where we're at right now. We find that many of the Jews in this Persian land amongst many animals. In fact, the king, the Persian king Xerxes, was coerced and tricked, if you will, to passing a decree or a command that all Jews in the land be killed. I don't know about you all, but that right there calls for something. Mordecai, who is the cousin by kin, by blood, to the queen on the throne, recognized that something needed to be done. Haman, who, who was in the, the king's court, 
is an Amalekite. Bible students, and I know you are, but I'm just trying to paint the scene. The Amalekites are sworn enemies of the Jews. And Haman was the one that coerced the king into passing this If you know anything about edicts of that time frame, is that they could not be overturned easily. So once in place, it was almost a done deal. You've got to see the Jews are in trouble. What I like about this is that Mordecai recognized the problem. In fact, Mordecai goes in to Mordecai. Look at this. He goes into sackcloth, rich clothes. And tells everybody we're in the midst of some trouble. When we look out on the horizon, as church folks, if you will, if we're not moved by what's going on out here and some of what's going on in here, then we better check out the I think I said it a few Sundays ago. Anytime that we can look at sin, as believers and, and committed on our on our end and then watch others around us commit and not be moved at all. Reach out. Mm-hmm. You better check. You better check. Mm-hmm. Well, got the scene here. It's, it's an ugly scene. And we're not talking about four or five Jews, we're talking about a couple of million at least in the name of virtue. On the brink of extermination. Well, now, if you know your history, you know that God has preserved this nation, but it has gone through quite a bit. There's been a lot that have attempted to exterminate the Jewish nation. Amen. No better. No better time. When I look at this, I look at this Mordecai and I ask the question, how, how can we pull out of this nuggets for our journey? Mordecai, my baptized imagination, if you will, he steps forth and says we've got to recognize the moment. I just convinced that procrastination and all that laziness is an enemy to, to most of yeah. Most churches, most of us in church, we're not proactive. In fact, most of the time we're not even reactive. And then we're expecting those on the outside to look in and want to come here. And if they don't see anything different in here, then they do have there. Yeah, come here. Come on. I wouldn't even my notes. <laughs> no better time. I, and this is not scripture. I, I hear Carpe Diem was at seas with a tank. One of our worst enemies is I'll take care of it tomorrow. We're reminded that we're not all given that privilege. Right. Um,
Mordecai, speak to me. Mordecai first recognized that the moment is pivotal. One and two. When Mordecai learned all that had happened, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes and went out into the midst of the city. He cried out with a loud and bitter cry. He went as far as the front of the king's gate, for no one might enter the king's gate clothed with sackcloth. Stop right there. Mordecai said, hey, after what I've heard, I've got to do something different. In fact, if you look at this, really all, many of the Jewish provinces go into mourning. They recognize that it's, it's a different time. Look, what I like about Coach Yost and, and Denzel Washington, that's right. Coach Herman Bruno. What I like is they said, if we keep going the way that we're going, we're going to lose this game. That's right. Mordecai said, if we keep going the way that we're going, we're going to lose our lives. The moment is right now. And it it's pivotal that we make some changes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. top. <laughs> Great job. The moment yeah. that we have right now yes. is pivotal. Yeah. Right. Come on. Come on. Wilmore. Nicholasville. Yeah. Lexington. The moment that we have right now is pivotal. If we keep going the way that we have been going, we're going to continue to get the results that we got. He sat on it, Doctor. He sat on it. I mean, if we're going to take this to the next level, that's what we talk about. That's what we pray about. So we're going to have to do something. Mordecai said, we're going to have to do something. He said, I'm going to go into the front of the king's gates, and I'm going to mourn like I've never mourned my life. He said, I'm going to make sure everybody recognizes that this is not normal time. Yeah. And if we're going to get different results, then we better do something. Amen. Right now. Mordecai says, look, I need some immediate action. If your Bible students, you take a look at this, word got back to the Queen Esther. Yeah. That her cousin was at the gate mourning. The queen, through a messenger, sent new clothes to Mordecai. Mordecai said, I don't need your new clothes. And look, if we're going to be the church that God needs us to be, then we've got to maintain a standard. Yes. There's got to be some stuff that we don't.
to get to the point that we embrace treasures of a heavenly sense and not a there's a there was a there's a parable for a young man. Uh, a young man had, had good crops, live crops, rich. Yeah. And, and and he had so many crops and he looked at this and he said, Look, I'm not gonna build one barn for my new crops. I'm gonna tear down I'm gonna tear down all my barns and build new barns and bigger barns just to accommodate in one section. All right. And the parable goes on and says that while you're building those barns and you think that that's the thing that's going to get you through, tonight your soul is required. Yeah. <laughs> and then the parable goes on to say that somebody else will inherit those barns. What am I saying? I'm saying if we're going to be the church that God has called us to be, that our treasures have to be in heaven. You can't get impressed with stuff down here. I mean, there's some stuff that we have to do. We understand that we've got to eat. We've got to do that. But no, no, no. We're, we're citizens here, but we're citizens of a different place. No better. We're in a time of movement. We're in right now. It's I hear Jesus. I hear Jesus say, I, I must work the works of He that sent me. How it is still today. Time will come. Nighttime will come. No man. No man. No man. Well, I'm here. I, I've got the seasons only. Some of this stuff you said, look, we're going to hold off this year. We're going to hold off next year. And I'm saying we got the plan. And all that. There's some stuff that we've got to do right now. Mm -hmm. And take care of it right now. Right. And it can't be on anybody else. God has gifted us to take care of it right now. Amen. 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 The moment, the moment. And then we see that within the moment, there's potential. In a fourth chapter, he also gave them a copy of the written decree for the destruction which was given in Sushim, that he may show it to Esther and explain to her that he may, he may command her to go into the king to make supplication to him and plead before him for her people. Mordecai has got the message to Esther that Esther with your position there's some responsibility. With your title, there comes some responsibility. And now is the opportunity to not just take care of yourself and your household, but your people. Right. And we've got to recognize that within the moment right now is pregnant with potential. We've got to recognize that our ministry, that what God has gifted us with and the opportunity that he's given us, is going to pour out and live us. Or it should pour out and live us. We just marched, we just marched about uh, seven, eight, ten of them out of here. And there should come a time 
when they can talk and say, you know what, I remember back in 2019. Mm-hmm. I remember back in 2016. I, I remember grandma and I remember granddaddy how he worked. And I remember mama and, and how she uh, uh, worked in the vineyard. I remember the faithfulness that been preaching that short <laughs> and yelling at you. But now I see that something took that You've got to understand that a potential, an opportunity, God blessed us with right So the folks are looking at it and saying, well, let's see what time we're going to do. I can't see that. How many people they got? But oh, I know what they're doing. All right. You just, uh, All right. In the equation. Alright. It's working out. Despite obstacles. I've seen some, some great I've seen some great ministries out there and look up, they got folks hanging off rafters and stuff, and all oh, that's nice. And I've seen them at some prayer meetings and only two or three show them up. We're not after anybody else in church. All people. <laughs> what I'm saying. Is that God can take a little and he can do a lot. They can look up and see what you heard. See the top is doing these days? I don't know what they're doing over there. They're turning the world upside down. Yes. Yes. (laughs) In fact, in Acts, I believe it was the enemy. That was the enemy that gave that report. (laughs) So you should have some folks that don't even like you. Eventually, they should look at you and say, You know, I don't really like him a whole lot, but there's something about it. That God they're talking about, there's something different about it. We should have it. Folks should look at us and say, You know what? That that, that church is not something. I may not like so and so. We argued in the 80s and all that stuff, whatever. He or she that got something to do. the potential that God has put you and put me and put into this church, look, there's some stuff that we shouldn't be bothered with right now. Look, there's some potential killers out there. And truth of the matter, many of us, we got caught up with those options. They kept us from being a they kept us from being with God and has called us to be. Look, look, look. You should be at the point now where you're telling folks, look, I've got so much work to do, I can't even argue with you. No more. That's right. That's right. I can't fight with you no more. You're going to fight, you're going to fight by your own neck. I've got stuff to do. I'm not going to bicker with you. That's it's right. whatever. Whatever is whatever. You should be at the point. You've got so much work. So, you want to sit down and argue about your bag on stuff. That's I right. It. I got it. God's got, he's got some potential in me. Yeah. I don't know how much time I've got left, but while I've got it, I'm going to work. Amen. Amen. These things have stopped us from being a lot of us, I'm not after anybody, but a lot of us, we've gotten into some relationships that have squeezed out and stuffed out our potential. Some of us got some habits. We got some stuff that we can't get rid of on, on Fridays and, 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 and Saturday nights that keeps us from the potential for God. 
plans. And here we see that the moment is wrapped in Look in Matthew 13. Mordecai told them to answer Esther, do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, your legal deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. And then he jumps on down and says, Yet, who knows whether you have come to the king with such When you look at the entire book of Esther, I mean, Esther is a, it's an interesting study. It's one where the word God, if you will, is mentioned. It's one where you have the pagan king mentioned more than God. You don't see intense prayer. There's a few things that are missing, if you will. And some, and some have argued. Because of that, the book of Esther may not be wrong. But if you're a real student, what you see enveloped in Esther, God providentially yes. What you see in the book of Esther is how God preserves his life. Mordecai says, Esther, look, number one, I know it's under secrecy that you're of Jewish descent. But if this edict passes, you're not guaranteed to make it out of this. But Esther, have you considered something? A little bigger than that. Could it be that you were brought to the kingdom and put into your position in this moment? Yes. That's good, huh? Yes. All the struggles that we've had, Lord Jesus, all the battles, with all the stuff that you had in your own life. The ups and downs in your marriage, the, the wrestling with children, all the stuff that the church has had to go through, and I just heard it. And it is what it is. Could it be that he's positioned us for such a time?
I'm frustrated with it. That's what it's worth for <laughs> Now we look at He said, Esther, confidence. God is working for us. And if it doesn't come from you, Esther, I'm just going to be honest with you, boy. It's going to come from somebody. Yes, sir. What? He recognized. He recognized the hand of God in the situation. He said, God is going to take care of us. God is going to I'm here to tell you something. Two sons did I just believe in God. Right now, to start turning into a big ship. What's your part that I can play? What's the part that I can do that, that God's called me to play? Mm-hmm. Uh, keep working. We can all find out. Alright. And what a marvelous thing! Mm-hmm. Now look up and say, you know what? I see, see the top of you. What a marvelous thing it will be! Folks will walk past and they'll see us. Pipe it at See the time is helping the community. Helping Nicholas Beal in this. Helping Lexington and all the surrounding areas. Theologians argue that he is 
He wrestled more there than he did. Jesus is impressive with the moment. He wrestled with my sins, your sins, sins of all mankind. Looked at it, and they, they tell me, Scripture tells me that it's so tough that you sweat. <laughs> But even with that, he said that my Savior said the hour is at hand. And I betrayed. He recognized that there was no better time to take care of the sin problem. And if he can seize the moment with all that, bless your souls. Power of the Holy Spirit. God has called us to be right here. Yes, sir. Scripture tells me that he went on to let him. He allowed him to aim. He laid. Tells me that God is. Enough for us to preach and talk about it for the next year. I'm just going to take it over the court for a minute. Okay. But I'm reminded that he got it. Okay. I'm reminded that he got up and all power in his hand. I'm not going to say it because there's no reason. Because he lives up, here it's gone. Because I know the whole is finished. Right? See the top is working. Yeah.
Young people who have not accepted the Lord, you can still come down and take this chair right now. It's a very kind of thing. You want Jesus? If you have Jesus in your heart, you want to be baptized. You all come right now. Amen. 
from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. The Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of glory in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are sick and weak. Many are sick, are weak, and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the Lord. Therefore, my brother, when we come together to eat, wait for one another. But if anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, lest you come together for judgment. And the rest are the sick. God, we pray right now for blessing. We remember Father God the sacrifice. Just so on our behalf. We don't take this scripture reminders, Father God, the old days of those when they took up the bread and spoke the cup worthy fashion. Some became sick and some did not. So we understand the seriousness of this We pray for the God that we never Thank you. 
Oh, oh. 